0: Hello and welcome to an especially schmaltzy episode of Beasy Listening. Today is my seven-year wedding anniversary with my amazing wife, Deb Sepp. Unfortunately, she's not here to celebrate with me because she is off on a 10-day vacation in Italy with her sister. Uh, that is the main reason why I've had to take the show on break through most of August and into September, but the plan is to get back to a regular release schedule on either September 9th or 16th. So, uh, I am role-playing the life of a single father for the next week, but what what could be a better gift for a full-time mom than time away from her kids? I mean, I I don't think she's spent more than two days away from them in their lives. So, uh, I figure, um, though, that... Uh, A nice cherry on top to that gift, uh, since she's not here, would be dedicating my 40th episode to her. And for the record, I've been trying to get Deb to do an episode with me since I first started the podcast. And we did do a trial run. I remember we recorded like two hours, and that only kind of brought us up to the point where we first met. Uh, it's going to be a great thing for us to keep for the family archives, but uh, a podcast, not so much. Um, she's also hesitant to do the whole musician interview thing without having anything professionally recorded. That's, we're both in that boat. Um, the day will come and hopefully within the next year, but in the meantime, um, I can't wait any longer to share some of the, the audio that I do have. And, uh, Since there's no interview to wrap around them, this show will just be some uh, recordings uh, we've done at home and and some live shows, and Kicking Things Off will be a storytelling show that we wrote and first performed as part of the Pandemonium Festival at Cleveland Public Theater. Uh, But the recording on this episode, Kicking Off the Show, is from our second time taking the show out to the Akron storytelling show, bigger than a bread box, produced by Wandering Aesthetics. The theme was Akron's legends of tomorrow. Uh, I'm very flattered by that. In this show, in the show, uh, we basically we tell the story of how we met, with bits of our songs peppered throughout. Um, it's something that I just submitted to Pandemonium on a whim. A lot of my friends were submitting different proposals for shows. So I just said, oh, we have a storytelling show about how we met and some of the songs that brought us together. And then they accepted it. And it was probably my favorite collaboration ever with Deb. We just really worked on a script and we hashed it out. And I, I love that it keeps the spirit of how I actually, you know, we do relate to one another uh, specifically uh, in the show. I get a lot of details wrong and then she corrects me and it is scripted but that is exactly what has happened uh, several times over our, our lives where I'm telling a story about something from our past and get a detail wrong and Deb's right there to uh, call me out on it. Uh, so uh, I have that show kicking things off, and following that will be some of my favorite covers and originals that Deb has done. You can find them listed in the description for this episode, or at busy, or at busylistening.com. Um, more than any other episode, this one uh, I really needed to produce for me, and you know, no one has heard Deb sing more often than i have and every damn time her voice just stirs me to my core shudders and goosebumps every time no shit so i really wanted to listen to this episode i'm probably going to be listening to this episode several times over the course of the week until she gets back uh deb when you uh finally find time to listen to this between all the amazing things you're seeing in italy i love you very much happy anniversary and i can't wait to see you when you get back and thank you everyone for listening and i will see you when the podcast returns in a week or two all right thanks and on with the show hello hello thank you everyone for coming out to the show uh we're bz and dz uh i'm bz douglas
1: i'm deb zepp dz BZ and dz
0: There's this story's behind those nicknames but you know we don't we don't got all night there's a lot there's a lot of show to come so uh so we're musicians not professionally or anything yet but uh we get out and play uh Smaller and mediumer gigs like these, this big show here, and uh, try and entertain people whenever we can. Uh, so, Deb wrote this, this song recently about how we met and fell in love in New York City, and uh, we've always made people go aww when we tell them our, our story of how we met. So, we thought we'd play this song and some of the other songs that brought us together and share a bit of our story with you.
2: <laughs> I fell in love with the hats on your wall. Let it know.
1: fall in love with the hats on his wall. He had these fedoras and other, I guess, cool guy hats hanging on the wall of his place. I remember looking up at those hats and thinking, the kind of guy who wears these hats, is the kind of guy I could see myself with, which, you know, is silly. But uh, I looked up at those hats and I just felt good about where I was at that moment. And who I was with that feeling, even made the rest of his place in It was a very man cave, uh, it was this dingy gray room in a Brooklyn warehouse apartment with, like no windows. And all right, all right. Who I like, we don't need to get into, get into how
0: disgusting I was living as a bachelor. Okay. Yeah, besides, we're jumping in too far ahead. I think we should go back to um, the night I first met you at, at Lucky Jack's up mic. Mm. Um Actually, I want to go back a little bit further than that Just for some context Um, In February of 2009 I separated from my wife of two years After discovering she had been cheating on me That's another story Uh, But I was about 30 at the time And for the entirety of my adolescent and adult life I'd always prioritized finding and, and maintaining a relationship You know, it was like this little achievement checkbox that just had to be checked off and, in order for me to be happy I felt and so when my marriage ended I was finally just free of that and it was the first time in my life when I was just ready to be alone and prioritize a relationship with myself so I ended up going out to open mics and and they became this path self-discovery for me and um, actually I went in trying to be a stand-up comic and I came out a musician. So, so anyway there was this one mic, Lucky Jacks, it's down the Lower East Side that I just, I loved. It wasn't an open mic, it, it was it was a community, you know like what you guys have with the EP Cooker, you know, and I, I went there damn near every week for about a year so when someone new came in I tended to notice and, Deb rolled in one night, just, I wow, she had this subtle swagger and charisma, it seemed like she knew damn near every person in the bar, and I remember noticing her and just, th- like, thinking, who's that? She seems fucking cool. And then I heard her sing her song, Just Be You. I knew right away I wanted to ask her to work on this duet that I had written. Actually, with this other woman I I had known from high school and reconnected with a few months prior in Pittsburgh.
1: That's a whole other story. Back to me.
0: (laughs) So I had this duet, somehow, uh, called A Safe Distance. and I'd been trying it out with a couple of different vocalists, but mostly I was just singing it alone. Um, so after her set, I walked right up to her and I asked, Do you No, know
1: no, on that? that's not true. No, I walked up to you. Okay. Alright, let me go back a bit. So, a friend told me about this Lower East Side open mic. I didn't know much about New York City open mics. I was new to playing guitar and new to getting out and performing anything. Singing was something I kept to myself for a long time. I love music and I love to sing it out in my car and karaoke. Um, but I never thought of myself as a singer. You know, that was other people. But uh, I taught myself enough guitar to back myself up. And uh, I thought I'd try some open mics. So... One day I went down downtown after work and I brought my guitar and uh, I went to go check out Lucky Jack's open mic. So I walk in the door, and once I walk in I get a call from my ex-fiance, which is a whole nother story. Uh, I got a, got a couple of good angry songs out of it, but anyway. So, uh, So he calls and he is pissed off at me because uh, I didn't tell him about my open mic outing. You see, he decided that we had plans that night and uh, I wasn't a part of that decision, but somehow I was being a jerk. And uh, just when he started to make me feel bad about going out and doing something for myself, I just stopped and I realized He was not what I needed in my life. Making other people happy was not what I needed in my life. Music. Now, that's what I loved. That's what I needed. So I told him to go to hell. (laughs) And then, partially out of spite, I stayed at that open mic all night long. I met every performer there. I took in the music, and I drank, and I schmoozed, and I even closed out the mic playing a couple songs, loudly and drunkenly, but everybody cheered, and it was just the most incredible evening. So the next Lucky Jacks open mic, when you were there, I did kind of know everyone. (laughs) I also heard about this guy, Beezy, who's... Putting on this variety show at his quasi legal warehouse loft of Parkman in Bushwick, Brooklyn. All the open mic performers were going to be there. It sounded very cool, and I wanted to be a part of it. I heard really the only way to get into this show, because it was a warehouse with no doorbell or anything, you had to call BZ. So I walked straight up to you and asked you for your phone number. Who doesn't remember that? The person you want to talk to at the bar walks straight up to you, first thing asks you for your phone number. Come on. <laughs> anyway, in that conversation, he did ask me to collaborate on his duet, Safe Distance, and uh, I did.
2: And as I walked from the shore
3: And I'll look back from the sea, just don't be
2: asking for more. And I'll let you be,
3: the only flaw I I can find,
2: I'm paying no mind is
3: the time that we'll buy.
0: Yeah, so, I don't know, about a month goes by and we're working on the song and we're hanging out when we see each other at mics. Everything's totally platonic, but I can feel myself starting to fight an attraction. And uh, I mean, even when we rehearsed, I remember we'd spend half the time working on music, half the time having conversations that I never wanted to end. you remember how you'd walk me to the subway? when we were done, just so we could keep talking a little bit longer.
1: And then we'd stand at the top of the stairs and listen to train after training roll by.
0: i will be another one. <laughs> so the, the breaking point finally came. It was, um, uh, on Cinco de Mayo, a friend of mine was having a birthday at this bar down in Alphabet City, and uh, I was standing at the bar and I see Deb roll by on her bike, and then she noticed me through the bar window mm. uh, from no, the
1: sidewalk. No, no, that's not true. I didn't see you, I saw Nate. Nate Rand is a comic that we knew from the open mics. And I I saw him through the window. And then I figured this was a party that I had heard about. I thought it might be fun. So in. It really had nothing to do with you.
0: Well, she (laughs) she talked to me. She talked to me all night. We were hanging out all night. We we did some shots. We did a lot of shots. And we danced. And we sat down, and this part, I do remember clearly, if I don't, that will correct me. (laughs) I was sitting across from you, and I just had to say it. I said, can I like you? Does it mess up the music? Because I like you. (laughs) And then we kissed, and then she told me, all right, you got to take me out on a proper first date. So
2: the next week, that's what I did. On the Astoria Show, this bottle of wine made my words a little too show. On the Astoria Show.
0: More. Yeah, we, we started out our date uh, going to a little wine shop in Astoria, Queens. There was um, a friend of mine who was having a, an art exhibit at a wine shop. Uh, and We didn't buy any of her art, but we did pick up a bottle of wine. And then we went out to dinner, and afterwards uh, we took a walk through Astoria Park, and you can go down this, this hill at the edge of the park that takes you down towards the water. There's all these big rocks you can sit on and you can see the skyline and all the bridges lit up. It's beautiful. We sat there for hours just talking and killed that whole bottle of wine. I remember getting fairly turned on when she was venting about her career as a video editor, dealing with, like, compression settings. I'm like, I'm a web developer. I've never been on a date with a woman I could have tech talk with. It was hot.
2: Our lips met on that rock where we sat After sharing our dreams and geeking out on video formats And you told me you're a catch He did, he said that
4: <laughs> I
1: laughed
2: at you but still stuck around the sea. What's
0: well, what's next? I mean, after that first just perfect date, we were hanging out all the time. I was falling for you more every day. But then, about two months later, we went out to catch a movie at the Sunshine Cinema. And the whole night, I could just tell something was off. She's acting weird and, like barely talking. And I just started to think, she's losing interest in me. And suddenly, nothing made sense. I did not want to be in a relationship, but I was never so sure I was with someone I was supposed to be with, and the notion that she didn't feel the same way, it just, it turned me upside down. And so we came out of the movie, we were walking down Houston Street, and finally I just stopped and I said, what? And you just looked up at me defeated and said,
1: I'm pregnant.
0: And I said, oh, good. (laughs) I thought you were about to break up with me.
1: This is not the reaction that one expects when one tells someone that they've been dating for two months
0: that they're pregnant. Uh, after that, I just I walked her through the city for hours, and I just explained it's all going to be great. And it is. It's great. Here we are. We're eight years, two kids, one viral wedding proposal later. Another, another story.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, that that night was a catalyst for a journey I already knew I wanted to go on. We were two people who were not looking for relationships and found the perfect one. The music. And now we are future legends of Akron.
3: <laughs>
0: I still got that name wrong. I know. <laughs> anyway, we are legends
3: of tomorrow. And <laughs>
2: that day I cried on the corner of Houston Street. How could this moment lead to anything but certain defeat? No one had words for that like you. You floated me through the streets of the city like the sky could only be blue. Like on the
0: I warned you about the odds. they were coming. <laughs> so we're gonna play uh, the whole song that we uh, that brought us together. My little duet. Ah, safe distance. Like squeeze a harmonica over my hat. <laughs>
3: lift you up to the clouds. It's so hard to say. I'm sounding indifferent. I'll have to keep you at a safe.
2: Close your eyes, nothing here can get you. the great Tchau yeah. But I guess that's just the way the story goes, you always smile, but in your eyes, your sorrow will show, yes it shows. the way the story goes. Oh my You're the apple of my eye Boy, I never loved one like you Man, oh man, you're my best friend Scream it to the nothingness There ain't nothing that I need Hot and heavy pumpkin pie came it Jesus Christ mm-hmm. hey Don't you tell me? I know you're gonna lie. You gotta realize. You gotta realize. There may be no love. So pack up your heart, pack up your heart. It might not be too, it may just be you. Cause you pain. Yeah, it just might cause you pain. And people, they do what they do. Some just won't follow you. No matter what you do. No matter what you do. Oh, and please, don't you tell me that's all fine. Oh, baby, please, don't you tell me I know you're good to Pack up your heart, pack up your heart, it might not be too, it may just be you.
1: Here and uh, our first date and how we got together. Yeah. It's called the story Shore.
2: I